0: The call was made by um, activists in New South Wales who set out sort of four key demands um, around which to, to mobilise and suggested a date of February 22nd. Um, so it got running, you know, the ball got rolling um, in Sydney and Melbourne first and over here in Perth, only a week ago, in fact, a, a group of climate activists from different backgrounds and different groups came together to organise our Perth event, which is actually going to be 3pm Pioneer Park in Fremantle.
1: Awesome. Now see here there's a I guess a list of specific demands and obviously a lot of the country has, is still largely being affected by the ongoing uh, bushfire crisis. And this is very much, I, I imagine, quite central uh, to the, this action uh, happening in this new, in this new coalition. It, do, do you feel like that's, that's a huge part of it, that uh, you know, more people are willing to get involved? And as and this coalition, in a sense, came about as a result of, of the bushfires and just the, you know, the, the insanity of this uh, current situation?
0: Yeah, look, I think it does. I mean, even before the bushfire crisis this summer, um, I think it will be fair to say that we are entering a moment of climate emergency consciousness. I mean, we're entering a moment of climate emergency. That's very clear on a scientific basis. But in people's consciousness um, is, has shifted. Um, it's beginning to shift. Um, a realisation that we have to act, we have to act now, and if we don't act, the basis of life on Earth as we know it just won't, won't be possible. Um, and that's, you know, we've seen that through the emergence of school strike for climate, extinction rebellion and other things. Um, and I think in the Australian context, it's been added, you know, been given an extra urgency by virtue of the bushfire crisis um, because it's it makes... The, the climate crisis real, and I think a significant thing that uh, you know, there's one good thing I suppose that you could say that's come out of the bushfire crisis is the attempt by um, you know conservative and pro fossil fuel politicians in general to sort of push away uh, climate change as if it's just something that's vague that might happen in the future that's manageable. Uh, that's kind of that that myth has been exploded and. And in particular, the attempt by, you know, the conservatives and the Murdoch media to say, you, you, you know, you're not allowed to talk about bushfires and climate in the, in the same breath. Trying to try and guilt trip people out of that. Well, that has been well and truly um, blown out of the water. And I think that, um, blown out of the fire, to be, to be more precise. And um, I think that that also gives us a new opportunity to address this question of the need for transition, both in the Australian economy, but also for Australia to transition away from being an economy that is um, so heavily dependent on fossil fuel exports, and I guess that's that's what we're you know one of the things we're seeking to get out of this National Day of Action.
1: Certainly, you mentioned there. Of course, there's been the uh, the student strike for climate. There's of course Extinction Rebellion, and there seems to be. Uh, very much sort of a, a litany of groups that have appeared in the last few years in terms of trying to uh, tackle the, the the climate crisis and, and specifically trying to, I guess, explore different forms of organising. I'd have to say the one, uh, I guess, absence here in Australia has largely been the uh, whatever's left of the trade union movement. And it was quite, uh, I guess, you know, refreshing to see uh, a couple of weeks ago in New South Wales that uh, one, of the, one of the speakers at a, at a sort of a bushfire climate rally there was... Uh, the construction forestry mining and energy union organizer mark cross who spoke at a at a rally in uh, newcastle civic park uh, he he called for more action on climate change but uh, sadly the cfmu largely has been uh, either quiet about uh, action on climate change, or in fact, in some sectors has been pushing for uh, expansion in coal. Can, can you speak to the, I guess, the role of, of trade unions in this, this new coalition, or more broadly, the potential role of trade unions in the climate justice movement here in Australia?
0: Yeah, look, I think uh, you raise a really important point. Um, one thing that I think climate activists uh, are coming to really understand is that we can't just talk about um, the need for a just transition and leave it at that. Like the 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 term just transition has got to be more than just a slogan that we add onto our publicity, um, and it needs to be fleshed out. It needs to be made real, and in a certain sense, it's actually got to be made the centerpiece of our organising. That is to say, just just scaring people with the reality of what. Um, uh, Runaway like global warming would look like is not enough. I mean, you do have to tell people, you know, the truth of, of what, you know, if we, if we push past one and a half, two degrees of warming and then a whole bunch of uh, positive feedback, loops kick in and we push past three degrees, four degrees, then, you know, then civilization as we know it won't exist. So you need, to, you need to tell people the truth of that, but it's not enough just to scare people with that. that you know, just being scared can kind of you know, immobilize people, and I think what our movement needs to do is to inspire people about a positive vision for change, because all the things that we need to do to stop runaway global warming uh, in terms of shifting to a net zero emissions economy... And you think about what that means in terms of sustainable, sustainable agriculture, renewable energy, expansion of public transport and, and all the myriad of other things we need to do. All those things are, are things that we need to do anyway. They're all things that will make society better anyway. Better, more just, um, happier, more democratic and, and and so on. And so that transformation and explaining that that transformation, that the struggle to stop global warming is about making a better life for you and your family um, Needs to be at the centre of our centre of our campaigning, and that 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 means that reaching out to trade unions um, is particularly important. It lends importance to that, um, and it's also particularly important because one of the things that we've seen out of the bushfire crisis is even though we are using it as an opportunity to say to people, look, um, you know, you. you we will not be able to adapt to, to, to two or three degrees of warming. We need to we need to dramatically change course with fossil fuels. But at the same time, um, both the coalition and the Labor Party uh, are saying no. The bushfires are not a reason to question Australia's massive export of fossil fuels to the world um and that's i mean that that's suicidal stuff um but one of the problems with the labor party pushing that line is they're trying to they're trying to push that down onto the onto the trade union movement and get them to follow in behind um so it's very urgent that we reach out to, to to unions and you know just the community in general with an alternative vision and seek to involve unions and um you mentioned the involvement of the CFMEU recently um, over in New South Wales. You might remember if you were there at the School Strike for Climate, uh, I think uh, late last year here in, in Perth, that the Maritime Union spoke. Um, and that was very good because that union was able to say, look, our our members are directly employed in the hydrocarbons industry, offshore oil and gas industry, uh, and get good unionised jobs out of it. But we recognise that industry can't go on forever. We need to transition. So it's really important that we develop a vision that says to, to, to the community in general and to workers in those sectors that you have nothing to be afraid of, of the transition. In fact, we want you to drive that transition, to be part of it, to own it. Um, and it's, it's probably work that we're really only just beginning to do now, I think
1: definitely now I guess a lot of the focus around these bushfires has uh, in terms uh, in terms of sort of political fallout has been very much directed at at Scott Morrison uh, you know specifically around his uh, vacation to Hawaii and just his general handling of the crisis but as you've said their uh, labor have not been uh, really much better in in any regard at least in terms of their positions on on climate change with Anthony Albanese of course throwing his support behind Coal exports uh, late last year before he uh, headed off on tour in, in queensland it's it's sort of it 's one of these situations where we we really don't have uh, a, a really a climate election anytime soon and even if we were uh, it, it sort of would be difficult to know who people could vote for anyway and and I guess it leaves the climate movement and the climate justice movement in this difficult situation where you've got you know, these two major parties that are, are very much unwilling to uh, to to shift away from their their support from the fossil fuel industry. Where, where does that leave the, the movement in terms of its uh, political strategy, in terms of being able to express, uh, you know, political power and political force within within the sort of the broader uh, Australian political establishment?
0: Yeah, look, I think I don't think the climate movement can afford to to hope and wait on the possibility of the Labor Party, let alone the coalition. Um, Coming to truly understand um, the meaning of the climate crisis and to take action accordingly. I mean, they are absolutely married to the fossil fuel industry, um, and I think we have to face the reality that um, to to make change in this country, we are going to need a, a social movement um, on a scale that we've never seen. You know, I mean, people need to think in terms of the you know the civil rights movement in the United States in the 50s and 60s. We're just going to need. an epic, epic social movement to force change. Um, I think that the Labor Party and, and Liberal Party will be, have to be dragged kicking and screaming against their will every step of the way. And it's through that process that space will be opened up for a different kind of politics. I'm not in a position to predict, you know, exactly how that will manifest itself, but um, you'd have to say that um, there's been no indication um, the Labor Party is prepared to sort of shift on this stuff. Um, So you take things to the WA example, for instance, Um, here in in Western Australia, I mean, the Mark McGowan government is just as committed to expanding gas um, as Anthony Albanese is to um, the Adani coal mine on the the East Coast. Uh, And it's gas uh, exploitation in Western Australia that is driving up Australia's emissions. Um, Whereas, you know, total emissions in other states have, have increased slightly or declined slightly or plateaued. In Western Australia, they're increasing dra- dramatically and, this, and Western Australia's increase in emissions are what is one of the main drivers of increase in emissions in Australia as a whole and it's the gas industry in particular that is responsible for that. Um, and it's just, uh, you know, neither the Coalition nor the Labor Party in Western Australia can even conceive of the possibility that one day we're going to have to turn off the tap on gas. Uh, so that, the, the push for that, uh, raising that demand is going to have to come from the street.